0: Now, this episode alone is not enough to make an entire program off of. Okay, but if you can start with these tips, you'll be on your way to a better metabolism and better results. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rayanne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thank you so much for being here. This is Coach Ann, the host of the Balance Fit and Free podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining me, and if you've been here for a while, hey, welcome back and thanks for being here. Also, you guys, thank you for the ratings. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to announce another winner for the drawing. Every time you rate or review my podcast, your name will go into a drawing and I'll be choosing one person a month to give a free coaching session to. So this session can be about your nutrition, maybe your fitness level, or any other lifestyle wellness topic that you need to work on. I'm not currently open to take on any more one-on-one clients, so it's one of the only ways you get to work with me in a private setting. So I hope that you'll rate and review and try to get a session. Today's topic is one that I've actually covered many times in different ways in the past, but today I'm going to tell you point blank three of the biggest mistakes that I see women who are over 40 making when it comes to their nutrition when trying to lose weight. I'm about to say some things, though, that you're going to be like, hmm, are you sure? Because so many people have been listening to the dieting industry, industry that they get a little confused. So I just want you to trust me and, and hear me out, okay? So I want to remind you too that I've been working with women, um, that all ages of women, but most of the women I work with are definitely over 40, more in their 50s. I've been doing this for many years. I've studied women's health exclusively for over 15 years and I've personally battled through most of this myself. I too have to remind myself that science doesn't lie right? Just because we've been beaten down by marketing in the dieting world doesn't mean that those commercials and greedy marketers are right. We have to stop listening to those who are promising something that sounds too good, right? We also need to stop following and listening to famous movie stars and talk show hosts who are not wellness or nutrition experts, right? We must stop falling for lies that are being stated all over social media and in your email box really quick, I just want to point out that I, I kind of enjoy watching the shows or the little videos on Instagram and Facebook of these, you know, famous women like Gwyneth Paltrow and Kelly Rippa and uh, a few others. And they are like, you know, they're little videos of them and they're beautiful of course. And so everybody wants to be like them, but you know, they're talking about, Oh yeah, I eat, you know, I don't eat until noon. And then I eat, six almonds and then I have a strawberry if I'm really hungry. And then I might have some bone broth and then, and you're like, what? Like, are you real? (laughs) Come on. And you know, the sad thing though, is that many women look up to these, you know, famous people and want to be just like them. So here they are not eating enough. And so I'm going to talk about that more, but my point is You know, some of these people are not, this is not their job. They're actors and they have spent their entire life trying to be skinny because they're on TV in front of everyone all the time. That doesn't make them healthy. It doesn't make them experts. It doesn't make them really the people you should be listening to. Just saying. All right. So, anyway, today I'm going to be sharing with you three of the biggest mistakes I see with women who are seeking to lose weight. But before we jump into those mistakes, I want to take a moment to also talk about what weight loss is and ask you if it's really what you need or want right now. Weight loss is just that losing weight. This means that you're literally reducing how much you weigh on a scale. Maybe you've been told to lose weight by a doctor you know, for health conditions, or maybe you've been told by someone else that you need to lose weight, or maybe you just have a number in mind that you think you should weigh before you will be able to feel happy with yourself. No matter why you want to lose weight, it's important to really get objective and ask yourself if it's true. Is it true that you need to lose weight? And then I want you to follow up that question with this question. How can you know that it's absolutely true? Okay. Is it true that you need to lose weight? And how can you know that it's absolutely true? Okay. Here's my two cents. Since you're here, (laughs) I'm going to tell you my two cents. I meet or talk to women all the time that are seeking weight loss. I would say that maybe half of the time they probably could lose some weight, you know, to get healthier and to, you know, to achieve the goals they want to achieve, But the other half of these ladies that I talked to have a very skewed perception of what they look like and what they should look like. I have found that people born, I don't know, like the people I know, like they were born maybe the fifties through the eighties are probably the hardest on themselves and have the most skewed vision of how they look. And then anyone, not anyone, but most people that I talk to born in the late 90s and later seem to have a better view of themselves, or at least seem to be a little bit more forgiving and aren't as hard on themselves. Now, of course, that is totally my take and only based on who I talk to and what I personally view on social media. So, you know, you know, I I could totally be wrong about that. That's just kind of an observation and kind of the world that I've seen. So anyway, I'll ask you again, do you need to lose weight or do you just think? you need to lose weight. And is it really weight loss that you need or want, or is it just firming up? And by the way, who determines what your weight should be? I mean, is it the chart at the doctor's office? I mean, because personally, I don't believe in that. Like who cares if some chart that some man probably a hundred years ago created is telling me I'm overweight or obese. Does that chart take into account my muscle mass or my physical abilities or how I feel? No. So before you continue to try to lose weight or tell yourself you need to lose weight, I just want you to stop. Ask yourself, is it true that you need to lose weight? Or do you just want to feel better and focus on being your most fit and happy self? Because weight loss will not guarantee happiness, no matter how much you hope it will. Maybe weight loss isn't the answer. Maybe it's something else, okay? That's just, I think, really important to talk about because I think that so many people are just so used to saying they need to lose weight or so used to hearing their friends talk about losing weight that they forget that maybe they don't need to, okay? You, you have other choices. So let's jump into the three biggest mistakes that I see women over 40 making when it comes to weight loss and their nutrition, All right. Mistake number one. I've said this a million times, but here it goes again. (laughs) Mistake number one is not eating enough throughout the day. This is a big mistake. Many women who want to lose weight think that they need to eat as little as possible. They almost take pride in being able to eat a very small amount. And maybe they can do it for a few days or even a week, but guess what's going to happen? At some point, you will make up for those very low calories. You will hit a point at which you can no longer continue the extremely low calories. I promise. It may take longer for one person than another, but the day will come that you will no longer have the willpower and you will need to eat more. It, it's just real. Okay. It it really is. Here's the deal. there's something called the basal metabolic rate. This means how many calories or how much energy your body needs to stay alive and function. This means that you need a certain level of calories or energy to keep your brain working properly, your heart pumping efficiently, your organs working, your digestion to work, and so on. This number depends on your size. So a bigger body needs more calories just to live and function properly. Okay, that is just the way it is. Okay, so when you start to diet and reduce your calories too low, you'll start to lose appropriate function in your body somewhere. Some people can't think straight. You know, some people can't focus well. Some people get angry and grumpy. Some get anxiety and some people feel fatigue while others just can't sleep well. Okay, your body will start to lose function somewhere at some point. Then what will happen is that your body will get hungry and you'll start to have cravings. Okay, the body is amazing, right? We can all agree that our body is just magical, right? She will know that you need food. So, to try to convince your mind that you need to eat more, you'll start to crave sugar or salt or any kind of food. You know, we're all different, may have a different craving, but sugar is a big one. And you'll start to get hungry, right? This is a hormonal response, okay? Your metabolism. Is like a stress brummer. It's looking around, looking for dangers. And when it senses that it's not being fed enough, it's going to automatically pump up some of the hormones. Okay. Your ghrelin hormone is in your gut and it will increase. Okay. This is the hormone that signals the brain that you need to eat. Okay. When, when this increases, you'll get that growling kind of empty, hungry feeling actually in your belly. Okay. Another thing that can happen is that once you finally give in and eat more, your body will not respond as well to the hormone leptin. Leptin is the satiety hormone. It tells you when you've had enough food and that will help you stop eating. But if you've been too low calorie for too long, your ghrelin will get high and your leptin could get lower or stay low so that when you finally do start to eat, you'll have a really hard time stopping and may not feel satisfied. This leads to binging and eating more. Okay. So have you ever um, been on an extreme diet and then you're like, well, I'm just going to have this one meal and you eat the one meal that might be a little high calorie or what you consider a cheat, but then you almost can't stop. And the next thing you know, you like two days have gone by of like eating too much. This is hormones, hormones working. Okay. Um, And willpower, because we can only have so much willpower before we give in. So let's imagine that. I'm just going to do a little math here for you. Okay. I'll make it simple though. So imagine that you're eating about a thousand calories a day, Monday through Friday. Okay. Let's just hear, let's just say that you've heard somewhere that you need a thousand calories to lose weight. So you're eating a thousand calories Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday, you are so hungry that you decide to have a cheat day or a treat day and you end up consuming 3000 calories because you know what? It's not that hard to consume 3000 calories when you start drinking alcohol or eating sugar or having pizza. It's like it can add up really quickly, especially if you're hungry and have cravings. Then let's say on Sunday, you feel like you can't stop, right? You can't stop. So you have another day of overeating and you promise yourself that on Monday, you're going to get back to your thousand calorie do- day, right? And not only are you promising yourself that you're going to go back to eating better and low calorie, you are also, by the way, increasing your stress hormone by freaking out over it because you know, you're going to feel guilty overeating on the weekend. That's why you're promising yourself to start over on Monday. Okay. So not only, I'm not even going to get into that very much, but not only are you messing with your hunger hormones, but now you're messing with your stress hormones. Okay. This is a problem. Anyway, let's look at this example a little bit more. If you're eating a thousand calories Monday through Friday, that's about 5,000 calories in, okay, in those five days. And then you eat, let's just say for math's sake, three, three thousand calories on Saturday and then on Sunday. So you take in 5,000 calories Monday through Friday plus 6,000 on the weekend, okay, for a total of 11,000 calories for the whole week, right? And that may not seem like a big deal. Okay. To some people, they're like, that's okay because five days I'm eating really well and two, I'm overeating. So it should be okay. Well, but when you starve yourself all week and then overconsume on the weekend, it will confuse your hunger and stress hormones. Your metabolism is constantly looking to keep you alive. So it will adjust hormones as needed. And this up and down of starve and then overfeed is not good for your metabolism and will be the reason you'll have a hard time losing weight. I'm not saying you'll gain weight, but you may not lose weight at all. Okay. And then you just feel frustrating. And then most people are like, well, I'm not losing. So they try to reduce their calories even more Monday through Friday. Okay. And actually it's more like Monday through Thursday because a lot of people on Friday start overeating. Okay. I'm just trying to make a simple um, example here. So instead of eating low calorie all week and overeating on the weekend, it's better in my opinion, to just eat a smaller deficit of calories every day or put in another way, eat a little bit more throughout the week instead of eating so little, okay? So what I'm trying to say is, so instead of eating 1,000 calories Monday through Friday and 3,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday, what if you eat more and about the same all week instead? So in the example, the total of number of calories in, for remember the seven days, was 11,000. We could even start with that number and divide it by seven to get 1,571 calories a day. So 1,571. Okay? I still think most women can eat more than that, but just taking this example, I would rather see my client eat 1500 calories every day than to under eat for five days and overeat for two days. It has a better response on your metabolism. Okay, And I just want to say that when you're eating a little bit more every day, you're not going to have the tendency and desire to overeat on the weekend because you're not going to need to it it really is about like balance it's about moderation it's about spreading it out so when you go too extremely low it's you're going to desire because your body's going to need it so you'll overeat on the weekend and then you get the guilt and you got the stress problems so it's really a mess to be on this like yo-yo up and down up and down up and down okay So I was only using those numbers, by the way, as an example. I'm not telling you that you need to eat 1,500 calories a day. There really is no one size fits all number here. You just have to spend time, I want to say, guessing and testing. And that's what it is, basically, is getting an idea of where you're starting, okay, tracking what you're starting with, and then kind of making an estimate to, um, you know, test, And you won't know what works until you try it. There is no perfect plan until you just experiment, you know, just experiment and play around with it until you find what works for you. And that's why having a coach is really great because then you can have somebody to kind of talk it through with. And then, you you know, a lot of people have a hard time trusting themselves. So if you have a coach to work with, you can be like, hey, what do you think of this? And then they can give you an educated uh, guess. Okay. Cause even coaches have to guess a little bit. We don't know, unless you live in a lab, we don't know exactly how many calories you need. We don't know a hundred percent like what number of protein or carbs or calories you need until we play with it. Okay. All right. So I, it's important to know too, that the more active you are, the more you will probably need to eat. If you're not active at all, you can go a little lower calorie, but I believe the most important thing to do is find a good maintenance calorie level first. Okay. Like how many calories you need just to stay where you're at. And then if you do need to lose or want to lose weight, then you can reduce that number by about two to 300 calories a day. Okay. If you start with a smaller reduction, you will be less likely to create problems with your ghrelin and leptin and your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. And you'll feel more satisfied and less hangry, okay? So moral of the story here is try to eat more every day so that you prevent binges later, okay? Even if you're eating the same amount, it's better to spread that same amount across all the days instead of packing it in in two days, okay? I hope that that makes sense. If it's not clear, send me a message. Um, I'm currently doing a macros challenge with 43 women, And I'm teaching them about how to calculate their energy needs and how to eat accordingly so they aren't too low or too high, okay? But they all know that it's trial and error. I've tried to, you know, explain that over and over is we don't know until you do it. So if you're interested in learning more about Master Your Macros, this is my challenge and my program, please just send me an email and I'll be sure to get you on the wait list for the next round starting probably in July. I haven't officially decided All right. So mistake number, that was mistake. Number one is not eating enough. And what I mean by not eating enough is not eating enough most days and then overeating to make up for it. Mistake number two, not eating enough protein. If you've been with me for a while, you're probably so sick to death of hearing me say the word protein, but I'm telling you protein, protein, protein. And I'm very sorry to tell you this, but your peanut butter sandwich Your peanut butter and pretzel, your peanut butter and your apple is not the protein source that I'm talking about, okay? Does peanut butter have protein? Yes. Can it be a healthy food for you? Yes. Is it going to get you lean and fit if you keep using it as your only source of protein? Probably not for most women, okay? I'm not talking to vegetarians right now. If you are a vegetarian, you must get your protein from nuts, seeds, plants, grains, beans and legumes, but you'll have a harder time not going over on fats and carbs, okay? But I totally get it. Like if you want to be a vegetarian and you're a vegetarian, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I um actually sometimes toy with the idea of being a vegetarian again because I love animals and I hate to think about them being killed and the whole thing, but my body doesn't really respond as well to being plant-based. I tried it. I was a vegetarian for 5 years. And it was the puffiest, fluffiest I had been ever, uh, minus my pregnancy years. So for me, I know it doesn't work. So if you are a vegetarian, I'm just going to throw this in here, and you just are having a horrible time like with puffiness and bloating and gaining weight, then probably you're just overeating the wrong starches and maybe overeating some of the fat. So it might be worth a consultation just to see if, if you can tweak what you're doing. I'm not saying you have to not be a vegetarian anymore. I'm totally, that's great. Like that's your choice. Um, but there could be a better way to do it. All right. So, okay. What was I talking about? Um, protein, protein. Once you know how many calories that you need to maintain your current weight, remember, I encouraged you to figure out what your maintenance calories are first. And once you know that, then I highly recommend you aim to eat at least 30% those calories from protein. Okay. And so how you would figure that out is you would take your number of calories times 30%. Okay. And this might be hard. Like if you're like walking or driving, listening to this, you're not going to want to stop and do math, but let's just take that 1500 calories. I'm just using that as an example times 30%. That gives us 450 calories. To determine how many grams of protein that is, you want to divide that by four because there's four calories per gram of protein, okay? So that would be 112 grams of protein, okay? If you were eating 1,500 calories, a minimum of 112 grams, okay? So anyway, I just wanted to tell you how to do that. Or another way to do it, so that's one way you can do it. You could get your maintenance calories or the calories that you want to consume times 30% divided by four. Or another way to determine how much protein you need is to take your ideal weight and multiply that by 0.8. Okay, so if you want to weigh, let's just say 150 pounds, maybe that's your goal weight. You will need a minimum of 120 grams of protein a day. So I took 150 times 0.8 to get 120, and that's the grams of protein a day. All right. So I'm going to put those calculations into the show notes in case you want, you know, in case you are walking or driving right now and you don't want to remember that. Just go to the show notes, scroll down and find that calculation. Cool. All right. So protein is really important because it's our building block. It helps build our structure because we are a lot of protein, like our bones, our muscles, our ligaments, our tendons are actually made of protein. And we need to eat protein to keep them strong and to keep us whole. So as we age, we will naturally lose muscle and eating protein is a great way to ensure that you keep some of it along with some good old strength uh, or weight training. Okay. When I start working with women, I ask them to keep a food journal and track what they're eating. I would say that the majority of women I work with are only getting about 50 to 70 grams of protein a day. So when I believe most people need anywhere between hundred to 150 a day grams of protein. Okay. And I will say that I find most women are over consuming healthy fats, avocados, walnuts, almonds, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp hearts, salmon, olive oil. They're all amazing super foods and have been all over the internet as the foods that you need to include in your diet to lose weight. Okay. Yes. These are all fine to eat and I love them too, but that doesn't mean you need to be eating handfuls of nuts all day long and drinking olive oil out of a coffee mug. <laughs> Ugh, that just me me thinking about that. I'm just kidding. But so these are all very healthy foods, but they are all very caloric. Okay. Or high, like calorie dense. And they don't have enough protein to fully support you. Okay. And that's where some people are going to argue with me and that's totally fine. So it's important to have a balance of nutrients. And so, like I said, you remember, I told you there's four grams of calories. uh, I'm sorry. There's four calories per gram of protein. Okay. Remember that? Well, there are nine calories per gram of fat. So if you are eating nuts as your protein source, and like I said, they do have some protein, but they have more fat than they have protein. So you're getting, you're you're not going to be able to eat as many nuts as you are a piece of chicken. Is what I'm trying to say. You're going to get way more filled up on a chicken breast than you are 16 almonds. I promise you. Okay. But calorie wise, you know, the nuts are just more dense because there's more than double the calorie per gram. All right. So anyway, um, It's fine to eat healthy fats, totally fine. Just try to make sure that you're eating whole sources of protein. Now, mistake number three this one is not getting enough fiber. So, fiber is important for weight loss because it helps you feel full and satisfied, which can prevent overeating. And as women, um, as we age, our digestive system can actually slow down. Okay. Making, making it even more important to consume enough fiber. So we want to aim for at least 25 grams of fiber per day. Okay. This can be achieved by including fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, things like that into your diet. Okay. And actually I just got done saying nuts, you know, don't spend your whole day eating nuts as your protein source, but actually nuts are great um, source of fiber as well. So definitely include them, just make sure you're including them with um, other proteins. Okay. So the other thing is, um, you know, fiber comes in things like I just said vegetables and fruits. Okay. Vegetables and fruits are amazing for us because they're packed full of micronutrients and phytochemicals. So that's what we need. That's what actually nourishes us. Okay. So when your gut health is a little, you know, wonky, which we're not talking about gut health right now, but when you have a messed up digestive system, um, you may not actually be absorbing some of those micronutrients. So one of the keys is eating more fiber to help you know, your gut health. And then hopefully you can start absorbing the, um, micronutrients a little bit better than the nutrients. Okay. So I would say that, When I start working with a lot of women, I'm really shocked at how little fiber they get. Okay. I've had many people tell me that they just don't like to spend the money on vegetables or fruits because they end up wasting. And guess what? I totally get that. There's at least one item in my refrigerator every week that I'm like, dang it, I didn't eat that. Or I didn't eat it fast enough. And it wastes. But, you know, here's the thing. They won't waste if you prepare them and Just eat them, right? I highly recommend that you immediately wash and prepare vegetables as soon as you get them. I eat a ton of bell peppers, cucumbers, carrots, tomatoes, onions. So what I like to do is as soon as I get home, I like to wash the vegetables and then slice up the peppers and also cut up the carrots. I don't cut up the tomatoes. I mean, sometimes I do, but not normally Um, the cucumbers, tomatoes, and onions. I don't like to cut them up right away because they can spoil faster but if they're washed and just ready to go and at eye level in the fridge or on the counter, they're gonna get eaten, okay? So also, if you don't mind spending a little extra money, you can get those veggies already washed and cut up in the produce section of your favorite grocery store. And I'm a big fan of frozen vegetables and fruit, okay? Is it best to have fresh fruit? Probably, but it can be just as good to have frozen vegetables, okay? I'd would, I would much rather see you eating frozen vegetables over canned. Okay. The frozen is going to be better. They're going to be like frozen at their ripeness. Um, they actually hold their nutrient value when they're frozen. So it's so easy to grab a bag of frozen vegetables, microwave them. Um, my favorite thing to do actually is just to saute them right away into a pan. So I do that more than I microwave them, but I love like frozen broccoli and cauliflower, anything, any vegetable that is frozen is a great option as a side dish. Okay. It's a great way to get fiber and it's very filling. Okay. So make sure you're getting or shooting for about 25 grams of fiber per day. All right. So those are my, the three mistakes that I see people make. Number one, not eating enough throughout the day. Okay. Number two, not eating enough protein and number three, not getting enough fiber. So overall, to lose weight, here are some things you need to consider. Number one, determine where you're starting. Be totally honest with yourself. Track your foods for about a week and see what you're currently doing. Then you can calculate your maintenance calories. This is something I show uh, my clients how to do. Or you can just like look up a calculator online. And most of these calculators these days are pretty good. I really do like Precision Nutrition for their um, calculators. So you can... Uh, Just Google precision nutrition um, calculator and it'll pop up. So if you want to lose weight and actually need to remember, we're going to decide if you actually need to lose weight or if you just need to maintain. Okay. You can start with a small calorie deficit of between 200 and 300 calories. Just start there. See what happens. Okay. Remember, if you cut too drastically, you'll probably see results, but you're also going to be more likely to overeat later. And then you'll have this yo-yo, you know, effect happening and messing with your, remember I told you your leptin, your ghrelin, and your cortisol. That can happen when you you cut your calories too low too fast. And then be sure to at least eat 30% of your calories from protein, actual protein. Remember, look for protein. Um, And do you remember how to calculate that? It's, remember, you're going to do 30% of your calorie. So the total calories you want to eat times 30% divided by 4, Or your ideal weight times 0.8. Try both of those and see which number you feel like you can actually work towards. Okay. And then, and remember to check the show notes. I'll post that in there. And then I want you to aim to get at least 25 grams of fiber each day. Super important. You're going to do that from eating lots of vegetables and fruits, which will fill you up along with your protein. There won't be a lot of room left for donuts and cookies and things like that. All right. Now this episode alone is not enough to make an entire program off of. Okay. But if you can start with these tips, you'll be on your way to a better metabolism and better results. So I'm super, super excited about my new program. Master your macros. I'll be offering this several times a year to teach women how to create better results all while feeling full of energy and crushing cravings. I'll be sure to let you know the next round when it starts this summer. You guys, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week!